let's get ready to study God's Word. Welcome to another episode of Rightly Divide the Word of Truth. This is Andrew S. Baker, and it's time for another devotional study. Please be sure to visit us at biblestudy.asbzone.com, where you can find links to our previous episodes and various Bible study resources. Let's have a word of prayer before we get into our study. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the privilege of Bible study. We thank you that we have this forum in which we can study your word and share it with others. We invite your presence to be with us. Give us wisdom and understanding. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Today's study is entitled, Investigate First. And our passage, really, we're going to use a verse. We're going to be in the chapter 11 of Genesis. But our verse for today is Genesis 11.5 from the King James Version, which says, And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of men builded. Okay, Genesis 11. There is a story and a genealogy which comprises Genesis 11. In fact, Abram is going to be introduced at the end of this chapter, but we're not going all the way there. We're going to settle on the issues surrounding the Tower of Babel. Genesis 11 verse 1 says, And the whole earth was of one language and of one speech. And it came to pass, as they journeyed from the east, that they found a plain in the land of Shinar, and they dwelt there. And they said one to another, Go to, let us make brick and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and slime they had for mortar. And they said, Go to, let us build us a city and a tower whose top may reach unto heaven. And let us make us a name, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. Okay. Now, the Lord had told them to be fruitful and multiply and fill the whole earth. And they decided in their journeying, they started to go east. And then they decided, eh, enough of this travel. They got to the Babylonian environment, Shinar, the land of Shinar. And they dwelt there for a while. And then they said, you know what? We've been here for a while. Let's set up a building. Let's make brick and make bricks, lots and lots of bricks. And let us build a building, a city and a tower whose top may reach unto heaven. And let's make a name for ourselves. Otherwise, we're just going to be scattered abroad upon the face of the earth. So these folks are choosing to go in opposition to the instruction that the Lord had given 
earlier. And he gave that instruction twice because the Lord gave that instruction to Adam and Eve in the beginning. And then he gave it to Noah and his family subsequently after the flood. Verse 5 says, And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of men builded. Remember the title of our devotion is Investigate First. The all-knowing God always checks on things before he acts. And this is important, not because he doesn't know, not even because that there's a special value for him in seeing. But it's important to remember that God takes many of the actions he takes in the way that he takes them because he is providing an example to his creatures who do not have foreknowledge and do not have foresight and cannot read minds. He models for us the behavior he wants us to follow to exhibit. And so God comes to see what is happening. And then he investigates, right? When it says he came down to see, he wasn't just coming to take a glance. He came to investigate. Verse six says, and the Lord said, behold, the people is one and they have all one language and this they begin to do. And now nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. That's a powerful statement. He's saying the people are united. Right? Is one, they're united. And they have a united language. So communication is pristine. In fact, if we look, the beginning said the whole earth was of one language and one speech. They didn't even have separate dialects. Everybody spoke exactly the same language. So communication was pristine. This also means, this also means that evangelism should not have been difficult. Right? So when Noah's preaching, you didn't have groups of people who couldn't understand what he was saying. Everyone understood him. So while this speaks well for the cooperation that they're exhibiting here, it speaks poorly for them up to this point when they did not listen to the word of God, which they clearly understood because there were no language barriers involved. Verse seven. Now here's God saying, go to, let us go down and there confound their language that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad from thence upon the face of the earth, and they left off to build the city. Therefore is the name of it called Babel, because the Lord did there confound the language of all the earth, and from thence did the Lord scatter them abroad upon the face of all the earth. Now what's interesting here is that The scattering of them is a byproduct of the confounding of their language, right? We should not necessarily understand it as he just pushed and poked people until they ended up in different places. A byproduct of them not being able to understand one another and of them being frustrated 
in the building work that they were undertaking is that people of people who had a common language at that point now moved further away from the people who now annoyed them and they couldn't understand because of a different language. Right? I think we don't appreciate how much friction a sudden change of language created. Another thing that we don't readily consider is that none of the people would know who had changed language, right? Everyone whose language he changed completely understood their own language. It's not even clear if they could tell that they were speaking a new language. It's just that they couldn't understand other people. It would be interesting to know if immediately after this event, if one group still had the original language and all the other groups had some different language. But the Bible does not give us enough information to determine that. It says that he confounded their language, that they may not understand one another's speech. We know today that people have distinctly different languages. And we've categorized and cataloged what those languages are. But imagine if you were there working in the Tower of Babel, and all of a sudden you're asking for things and the other people are speaking what is gibberish in your ears, but they are fine. They're speaking whatever they're speaking they know and some other people also know. Whatever you're speaking, you know and understand and some other people also know and understand it. But not everyone knows and understands the language. And you have no way of knowing if you're still speaking the language you originally had and everybody else changed or vice versa. Or if everyone's language is different from the original language. No way to know. But the important thing is that they could not communicate well with one another anymore, and the Lord, and thus they moved apart from one another and ended up fulfilling the objective that the Lord had in having them populate the whole earth. But they had to do it the hard way. The other lesson that we see, which is the prime lesson that we're looking at today, is that God knew what was going on, but God came down and investigated. And then he made a decision, and then he acted upon his decision. In all of the things that we are engaged in, we should be willing and ready to check out, go look, go observe, when things are not going as they should, or when we hear that something is amiss, rather than just take everything at face value, we should go and actually check for ourselves. This is what God is telling us. If God, who knows everything, still comes to check things out in person, we should also make every effort when we hear of things to check out what the situation is in person as much as is possible so that we can ascertain whether things are right or wrong and how we need to deal with them. That's a very important consideration for us.
Another point to make out of this lesson is that when God tells us to do something, he means it. He doesn't have plan B. Okay? He has the fast and slow version of plan A. And we can either get with the program and go through the more expeditious route, or we can monkey around, be resistant, be reluctant, and we're going to end up going through the more difficult path to reach the objectives that God has. God told them to be fruitful, multiply, and fill the earth. They decided instead that they were going to congregate in one place that was not too far from their starting point. And God came, saw what they were doing, realized, recognized, and appreciated that it was not the right thing to be doing, and there confounded their language that they would not be able to execute on those grand plans, which God pointed out that this they begin to do, and now nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. We often get the impression that these guys were prehistoric and way back when and didn't have the skills and technology that we have today, but they planned to build a tower that would get to heaven, right? At least they're talking about getting up into the atmosphere because remember their goal was to prevent themselves from being flooded again. And God's verdict upon them is this they begin to do this work here, they begin to do. And now, if they were to continue with this, nothing would be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. They will succeed in this venture and they will succeed in additional ventures. And the Lord had to put a stop to that work of rebellion, which he recognized that if he didn't stop, they would accomplish their desire. So we should not come to the conclusion that these guys were some sort of inept barbarians, uncouth and untrained. They lived to hundreds of years. They were very intelligent, very resilient, and they accomplished much that we are only now able to match when, while augmented by technology. Let's endeavor that we will make every opportunity to investigate things before we act upon them and that the things, the way in which we act will be measured and um, will be in proportion to the situation going on. Genesis 11.5 says, And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of men builded. Let's close with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you once again for this lesson. We appreciate how much is packed into this small passage. We pray, Lord, that you'll help us, that we will uh, be diligent in our investigation whenever we need to deal with a matter, that we will pay attention to the investigation and do so in harmony with your will, and that we'll seek guidance from you, knowledge and wisdom and understanding to make right decisions. Please help us, Lord, to recognize that you are fair and just and you always come and check on what needs to happen. Uh, and we pray, Lord, that you will be with all of those who hear, be with our podcast, and may everything be done to your name's honor and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Thanks again for listening to this podcast. You can email us at biblequestions at asbzone.com. We look forward to hearing from you, whether you have questions, comments, suggestions, or concerns. Please remember us in your prayers. And don't forget to check out the full description of this episode at biblestudy.asbzone.com to ensure that you can access the linked resources and any related podcast episodes. This podcast is available on all the major podcast platforms, including Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. Until we meet again next time, may God richly bless you as you prayerfully study and share His Holy Word. Thank you.